We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. It is a live mailbag edition show. Yes, I brought Brandon in because it's not uh, midnight. So figured figured we'd do that for once. Actually, not do a show at like midnight. Uh, it is Sunday night. If you listen to this on the playback uh, on the podcast, or if you're rewatching here uh, the live show on YouTube, like, rate, view, scrub, help us grow this grow the show. Uh, free. It's easy. Available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, share us with your friends. Share us with your family. All of those things help us continue to grow what has already been a tremendous start of the season for us and the Portland Trailblazers. Brandon, welcome, buddy. How you doing? I, I'm doing really well, man. How have you been doing? I've been seeing you're you're going to the games. You're going to practice. Mm-hmm. You're doing midnight one a.m. podcast posts, and I'm sitting here <laughs> like, "Yo, this guy is a psychopath." Well, but, we do we uh, do that beforehand. Yeah, we did know that, yeah. but uh, it's been great, man. This this team has given us a lot of excitement, and it's been a lot of fun. And there's still a lot of things that we can discuss in terms of what they're good in and what they're bad in, and can they get better, what can they tweak, things like that. All right. Since we haven't had you on since uh, Shaden Sharp's first career start, and you've had time mm. to, to marinate in the sauce. Yes. What'd you think? I mean, I, I tweeted a very uncomfortable thing that people didn't understand. And that was, that was a sports <laughs> erection. Uh, there's no other way to say that. If you don't know what a sports erection is, you need to check your pulse. You need to, you need to reevaluate your fandom. It was awesome. I, I wanted him to start the minute we knew that Dame was down with an injury. It to me was naturally just got to go Shaden, right? He's getting the minutes anyway. He's one of the first off the bench. And I trusted Chauncey to make that move, and lo and behold, he did. It was effing fantastic. I, 14 might not be a career high for a lot of players, like right? Like, Shaden getting 30 is going to be a, a day that we talk about. But 14 and looking how he did, I, I thought it was a tremendous start to being a starter for this team and just continuing to build on a great rookie campaign right now. Yeah, I, I'm just going to kind of echo your sentiments for anybody who wants like, for the, the reaction uh, from that game um, is up in the YouTube feed and in your podcast from, was that Friday night? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of dove into everything there, but just kind of following up on it. Yeah. That's, it was James never had a guy this athletic, like point blank. Dame has never had a player no. that has this, like not is really athletic. And even Ant will tell you, I mean, Ant said it post game. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the most bunnies on the team anymore. And he go and he, Flat out told uh, Quick and I, you know, I need a runway. Like what he does, he just he just does it, and it's not just his athleticism. It's his strength and athleticism, and like the ability to do it in tight spaces. Like it's it's superhuman esque, as far as it's like special. When, yeah, it's it, it like it stands out even among special athletes. Yeah. That's like when guys like Ant who have 40 plus inch verticals and literally won a dunk contest have just kind of, you know, they have that wow athleticism to them and they're Mm -hmm. telling you, no, this guy's got something like athletically. Then just take a step back and go, oh, oh, okay. It's, it's that level of special. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to get away from that, man. Like that's, 
that's not something that just pops out. And you're like, oh yeah, no, we'll take a look at that. Um, I have, I have a hot take. Okay. I don't have these often. Hold on, hold on. Let me buckle up real quick. Buckle up real quick. <laughs> All right. People have asked me who I compare Shaden Sharp to, and the guy that I I, I went to originally is Brandon Roy because of his pacing and his but. The more I watch of him, and some people are going to get mad about this because I don't think it's as sexy as people want it to be. It's not queuing on Monta Ellis, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> it is Andrew Wiggins, and I don't mean that in a bad sense. Just, th- just think about this real quick. Roll with me through this process. Does Wiggins have the greatest handle and shot creation ability? No. Okay. Does Shaden right now? Not right now. Okay. But again, just does is Wiggins a very good individual defender? Uh, he has become that, yes, in Golden State. Okay. What does Shaden kind of project as? A very good defender. Is Andrew Wiggins a guy who can run the channels and you have to worry about on back cuts as a elite finisher at the rim? Yes. Okay. What is Shaden right now? Already showing that he makes those cuts and knows when to come in and kind of finds the spacing right. Is Andrew Wiggins known as a creator for others? No. Well, I think with Golden State, he knows how to do it. But. But he's not great at it. Okay. Two of the things that that Wiggins has always been downgraded on was the fact that He's not a great creator nor a great rebounder for his size. I think Shaden's got a little bit of juice as a rebounder, but right now, Shaden does not profile as a creator. And I say all of this not to downgrade him and not say he a good like I I I needed people to realize Andrew Wiggins is a very good player. Like a prime Andrew Wiggins on this team fundamentally changes this team like they are a legitimate contender that's that's how good Andrew Wiggins is at the three and that's the question is I I have about Shaden is can he will he end up being a three full-time because Wiggins is six seven six eight six eight yeah you know he's and he's a, a, a lot bigger now Shaden is big like he's he's flat out said in the locker room today six four and a half six five in shoes whatever you want to call it but he's got good size, and more importantly, he knows how to be a, how to use his body. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of step one as far as like playing that three spot. The other thing about this, and this is where the separation from Andrew Wiggins kind of deviates, is that Shaden has more wiggle in his shot creation platform. Like Shaden is already an elite uh, space creator. That. Is 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 as exciting as those dunks were. As exciting those dunks were against Houston, and they were tremendous. The decorum of the media row was thrown out the window. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, that's the thing about the media row. When those plays happen, it largely it tends to not be like in <laughs> in football press uh, press boxes. It is literally like. Don't. And if you cheer or you do anything, it is like people tweet, oh, there's people from so-and-so going crazy. In basketball, you're out with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when there's a dunk that's just insane where somebody's head is above the rim, Yes, you tend to lose, hey, I'm supposed to be professional right yeah. now. I just saw an amazing athletic play. There's a lot of, holy shit, yeah. going up and down yes. the media row. Yes. But as fantastic as those dunks were as fantastic as they were. The thing that I got the most excited about was a couple minutes later, was the right hand little in and out drivel, one hop step into the baseline jumper. Because that's the shit that stars do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys in the NBA who can dunk. And I asked Shaden about being in a dunk contest, and he was kind of pushed back at first. I think he's warming up to the idea already. So yeah. I, I would imagine that he's going to be there at the all-star game for the rising stars. 
Bar- mm-hmm. you know, like he's going to be there. I just. I mean, he's earned his way. You look through the rookie class. I mean, he might. This not rookie be class there. is tremendous, by the way. It's a really good rookie class. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to. Um, a little pat on the back here. And it's early. I liked this class, and I hated that people were like, well, there's like two players. No. It's like, no, no, no. It was no, always no. like an 8-10 player draft. Always. And and I, I'm telling you, like, the way the depth is growing in basketball in general globally, it's always going to be that. Like, you can downplay this draft or that draft. You're always going to end up with more dudes yeah. than people think. So I think he definitely will be there. I will respond to your hot take. And I will say, well, I would love this Andrew Wiggins, the Golden State Warrior. That's, that's what I'm Wiggins. talking about is, is this Wiggins. Baby Kobe. And buckle up. <laughs> and, We're winning championships. Listen, and if you're going to go that far, number yeah. one, I'm not going to reel you in because he has flash star potential with stuff. He's got some things that you can, I think, build on and go, man, if you can figure this out and add some weight and do this and do that, like. I jokingly say baby Kobe, but I do it because honestly, like there's a window there where it's not insane. The franchise needs this, right? Like if you're going to see a scenario where Dame is a little older, it's been a couple of years and they get to that title contention. The level. sons with like Chris Paul, like that's basically what you're, we, we talked about this yeah. last yes. year was they coming into the draft and like, this was the way that it had to go was yes. Ant rounding into form. And right. one of the young guys just had to hit. Yeah. I mean, just and right now, Shaden very much looks like he will. Um, yeah. And that's not to say he's not going to have some down nights in between. Like he's he's genuinely going to. But right now he can shoot the hell out of the ball. He can create space for his shot. He There's there's a couple things he doesn't trust right now. He he doesn't trust his handle and he doesn't trust nope. his, his ability to pass. Yep. And that's OK. That's OK. He's a 19 year old kid who didn't play college basketball. Enjoy what you're seeing right now because he's he's even where, where he is limited, he's still tremendous right now. The back-to-back dunks, it makes you feel something you you haven't felt in a long time. I somebody had tweeted me, and I don't know if it was to us or it was radio show, whatever, but like somebody tagged and said, Have you ever seen Dame? There's a clip of Dame oh, Blazers losing his shit on the Have side. Have you line. ever seen Dame show that ever? Yeah. Like Dame's been happy for dudes and saw like CJ Cook and Ant Cook. Like, yeah, he's been happy for dudes. But that look was like, holy shit, we got one. We he got tweeted one out. The most Shaden teams. Sharp is special. He is special. And I love the reporting that came back that, you know, Dame has kind of helped this mentoring thing. A lot mm-hmm. of us rolled our eyes at that. And Dame, I think, is just fully bought in of like, this kid is mm-hmm. actually doing some stuff. Let's do it. Um, the play, by the way, the alley oop. Keon is not getting enough love for that. No, he the needs. hustle and getting back and the getting that hustle thing up. Yep. Is the first thing like the dunk is the cherry. Yeah. But the hustle is the ice yeah, cream. Like you is. love the cherry, but you love the ice cream a little bit more. And so it was really cool on Friday to watch them do that. Now we gear up for Memphis on Wednesday and we see what they're going to do against a mm. very good Grizzlies team without Dame. Um, but it but it's exciting nonetheless. And I don't know. I just think you, you think about where this team is versus where you thought they would be. Having this to talk about is extraordinary. I mean, they're sitting on top of the West. Regardless Conference. of where they sit in the standings. Like this, you and I talked about this off, off air for a long time this summer. We don't know how good this team is going to be. We kind of expected them to be a middling play in team. But like the thing that we kept talking about was what if Ant pops what if mm-hmm. Shaden pops how good is Jeremy going to be how effective can Dame be when he comes back we didn't expect all of it to all hit <laughs> not at the start <laughs> like, we did not expect all of it to hit in the first week I think and, almost all your wins are coming after the trade deadline when teams are fully tanking like if we're being I have them as a nine seed winning yeah. You should I think my you adjusted yours down to 42. I was at 43. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, barely above the over under number, no. but I want to, I want Blazer fan before we get into questions, I want them to just remind themselves and, and feel good about this. If I showed you and told you this was shade six games in, you wouldn't believe it after the summer league injury, you wouldn't believe it. You'd be through the effing roof. Oh, yeah. So whatever you think his deficiencies are, like we'll just buckle up. He'll get better. And he's nineteen. He's a kid. Yes. And a reminder: he turned nineteen in May. Dame is thirteen years older than him. That's I, crazy. I, I was hoping Dame was, Dame was getting treatment, so I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But I wanted to ask him. You know, like has it dawned on you that Shaden was nine years old when you got in the league? <laughs> 
Like he's literally grown up watching your career. You realize you could have held Shaden like this as a nine year old. Like, hey, you're gonna help me soon. <laughs> uh, you kind of alluded to it there, but this is a, a question that we've got from everybody. How much of this of the first six games, if at all, is making you change your expectations for the season? Change my expectations? Not yeah. at all. Okay. None. I, I, I am glad to talk about what I'm surprised with. We can evaluate who's doing what and how well, what's working, what's not working, what they need to improve upon. I'm not changing anything. I'm not allowing six games in. You know why? Because I'm looking at the standings and I'm seeing the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs also having a great year. And I'm not saying Portland's that level. I'm just saying, like, do not ever rush in an 82-game mm-hmm. season to change anything. So I, I am not there at all. I, I'm I'm there with you. I'm not adjusting where I am. Um, talked to a bunch of people at the practice facility today, and I kind of I, I I asked that question, and I got asked that question from other people from the Blazers of like, so what do you think so far? And my response has been, listen, it's been a lot of fun. Um, people were freaking out three games about about Anthony, and when I brought that up, everybody just that I talked to all laughed like. As good as Ant has been these last couple games, the stuff he must have been doing in practice, because outside of Shaden, that's the thing that I got talked to the most about, was like Ant is doing stuff. And we've seen it the last couple games where he's taken over quarters and gone absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And I think some of the Dame stuff is tempered because he's injured right now, but the way he was playing through the first five games, or four of the first five games, was tremendous. The only thing that I think that would cause me to adjust my expectations is, and I got asked uh, by a couple different people, like, when when will you like kind of th- what when will you feel like you have a real handle on this team? My immediate reaction was Christmas. Yeah, December. It's always Christmas. December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people said not earlier because it feels like a little bit out there. I'm like, barring injuries, like I feel like that'll give everybody enough time to get through the like not knowing you phase of this. Because again, there's two starters that are. Had to play with each other, Dame and mm-hmm. Dirk. And everybody keeps saying, well, Ant and Dame, like, no, it's a different world of those two guys playing together. Josh hasn't played, hadn't played with anybody, played what four games with Ant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy literally hadn't played with anybody. You go to the bench, Nas had been injured, so he hadn't played with anybody. GP hasn't played yet. Winslow hadn't played with anybody. Yep. Like, you just start going on the list, and then it just. It all starts making sense. Like, oh, okay. So once they work through that stuff, and maybe some shot luck doesn't go their way. Like, like they've had some stuff. Like, they've already had a couple games where there's coin tosses. And we looked at the schedule. The first six, seven games, we were like, Jesus. that's. Mm-hmm. We saw Houston. We're like, ah, that's a win. But yeah. the other ones were like, ah, I don't know. Right. Sacramento's a pain in the ass. The Lakers they got you last as, year. Yeah, the Lakers as bad as they are, like it's still LeBron and AD. It's LeBron AD. It's, a lo- it's like yeah, a lot of right. size. You're like, right, eh. right. And Denver. then, by the way, that's a game that's coin flip. Oh, that's again. They were that down. Game? They were down eight with two minutes to go. Yeah, they were down five in overtime to the Suns. Like, yep. Those games you play those a hundred times, the Blazers are not coming out more often than not. They are coming out with a loss. That's just the way it is. So, I'm not adjusting expectations, but I'm making notes. One of those notes is the big change for this team on the offensive end is transition, Brandon. And this, I've gotten a lot of questions about this one way or the other. And I talked to talked to Ant and Chauncey about this today at at, the, at practice. The Blazers are tenth right now as we record this Sunday night uh, in transition frequency. Mm-hmm. In the non-COVID years, they were last or dead last with Terry. And that is everything to do with their personnel. They didn't have anybody who was going to run. So you flip forward now. The guys that were holdovers mm-hmm. from the Stasian teams, Dame, Ant, Nurk, Nas. That's it. Okay. Now, think about the veterans that are on this team. Jeremy playing in Denver, did they run? No. <laughs> did they really run in Detroit? Not really. No. Okay. Has Nurk ever run? No. Has Dame ever run? No. Nope. Ant. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No. Nope. Nas. Maybe an AAU. But they, didn't run, they don't run in college basketball. And that gets me to my next point. Think about all the young guys on this team. Shaden didn't play college, so he's probably one of the few guys who's like more recently run an AAU ball. But Trendon didn't run in college. It didn't run last year. Uh, Jabari, Colorado, they're not running. It's college ball. You start going down the list, Justice with the Clippers or the Heat, they're not running. Right. So nobody on this team ran. Nobody. So that adjustment's a bit of a change. Because the problem is... They're 10th in frequency. They're dead last in efficiency. Now, I left one name out, and that was purposeful, and Josh Hart. Josh Hart has been very good. Uh, His frequency is up to a career high, but his finishing rate is a little bit low. And I think that's where some of that noise appears. And that noise comes from uh, lack of familiarity, playing fast. You're, You're bound to see mistakes. And it's affecting, I think, him and Dame the least mm-hmm. because both those guys, when they go, they make a decision and go. Like Josh Hart sees one-on-one, it turns into one-on-two. He's like, nah, fuck it. He's going up <laughs> I'm anyway. Going up anyway. Yeah, he, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I respect that about him. He's, he's, he's yeah. made a decision. He's going to commit to it. That's, I feel like he committed to that for the whole year. Like, yeah. I mean, some of that might be down a little bit. I think that has to do with more opportunity, right? It, they've mm-hmm. created more havoc in that sense and it feels like every time he has an opportunity to dribble up the court and take that he's he's doing it mm-hmm. and so you're you're obviously going to have what you have with his numbers if you let me pull up i had my my other version of this up here where'd my stats go oh i lost my my page um if you look at where the blazers sit uh both in um team tracking and uh, player tracking. Like, there's there's some stuff through six games that you're like, oh, I get that. That 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 makes sense. Like, you're okay. You're not, you know, you're not judging anything off this, particularly on like a points per possession basis or anything along those lines, because then it gets a little bit weird. Right. Um, let me refilter this. Uh, team equals Portland. There we go. So as of right now, oh, per game totals. There we go. The qualifiers of the Blazers, the Blazers have uh, what well, one, two, three, four, five players that have qualified for ten over over ten possessions. That's what they need to qualify on the leaderboards. Uh, Hart leads them at twenty five, then Grant twenty three, then Dame seventeen, Ant sixteen, Shaden at thirteen. Mm-hmm. So a guy who's getting limited minutes is still registering possessions and that doesn't mean that he's only getting that many possessions that's how many possessions he either shot it got fouled turned it over or assisted that's right. kind of how that stuff breaks out so there's more possessions than that but right now as a play ender transition is accounting for 42 percent of josh hart's plays 42 percent. so for <laughs> when he's either shooting assisting or turning yeah. it over on offense Almost half of his possessions are coming out of transition. Transition, yeah. Jesus. So there's a couple things to look at there. One, he's not doing a ton in the in the open or excuse me in the half court. Mm-hmm. So where he is eating is this is how I think you can kind of break this stuff out. Hey, Josh isn't a great half court shooter. 
He's a great rim pressure guy, but I think you get more out of him by putting him in transition more because the Blazers, last time I looked, I'm waiting for cleaning glass to refresh, they were one of the league leaders in transition off uh, makes and misses. So that regardless of what's happening, they're trying to put pressure on teams. Yeah. That's clearly the MO of them. I mean, I think that's the way that they've, I think, established that pretty early on six games in. It's if they get a rebound and they don't push it, Danny, are you surprised at this point? Because I am. Yes. I mean, yes. Chauncey clearly got to these guys and sees what their athleticism and quickness can be. And you know what? Kudos to him because Dame's all in as well. Okay, so right now I just got to refresh. Yeah. Portland is third in the league in frequency, pushing in transition off of live rebounds, so off of misses. Mm-hmm. So off of misses, they are going. The problem is their points per possession basis, they are third to last. Only Charlotte and Oklahoma City are worse than them in, on converting. Yeah. So they need to find that that spot to get things figured out. And it just so happens that's what they worked on at practice today. Which, that kind of, you know, makes sense. The yeah. other part of all this is, and this has been the one bugaboo for them this season, this this will kind of wrap up the whole um, adjusting expectations segment here, turnovers. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They've been very bad when it comes to turnovers, and they come in bunches. The 28th in turnover percentage on cleaning glass. Like, they're they're near, damn near the very bottom. So it's yes. just it's frustrating. Yes, it is. It's exactly what it is. It's and it hasn't really bitten them, except for against Miami when they turned the mm-hmm. ball over. Miami just bludgeoned them, and that third quarter was over. Yeah, that's that's really what happened at that game. Um, what's one of the things that I asked today at practice was, "Hey, what's what's going on with the turnovers, man?" And I asked Chauncey and and and. And Ant said that today they worked on passing. Like they took it back a little bit, went back to basics. So the two things that were hammered in practice today were transition and taking the simple ones is what Chauncey said, hit singles. And Hey, let's simplify this. Let's make the box smaller. Once we, once we get on, on the same page with everybody, we can get creative. You know, we can, we can kind of go away from that stuff. But the, the simple stuff, the passing, making good passes, being smart about it. They 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 took it back to basics. And I asked Ann, you know, is how much of this is is based on not, you know, being on the same page. He goes, that's that's some of it. But he made sure to say it's, a lot of this is carelessness. Yeah. We've got to be better. And I go, So how are you working on that? And that's when he said, Chauncey had us working. Like we opened up practice today with passing drills. Well, they they I think when you watch it too, like the Houston game is a good example. They just have moments like where it's just, maybe you said this, maybe we've talked about this on, on a different episode, but it's just like, sometimes they feel like lazy, lazy passes. Yeah. No, that's what you're talking about. The carelessness. Not, not a lot of zip on those passes. <laughs> little, it's like, a little lollipop over the top. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've seen a couple of those. And how much of that do you think? I, I know you just kind of said what Ant said, but like just watching it, it feels like how much of this is still feeling out, right? Like being five and one is great but you're still feeling out with a guy who took a year off with, you know, a new dude who came in here via, via trade. You've got Dame coming back from an injury. You got Ant kind of in a different role than what he was last year. I just think you look around and I'm not excusing bad turnovers and awful passing, but I think if you looked around, you'd say there's gotta be a process for them where there's just familiarity, there's chemistry, you know, there's a bit of that too of timing. And maybe that just comes with games like being 28th right now in turnover percentage and near the last until turnovers, like it's not great. It's going to cost you more games. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if you check back in in mid-November, early uh, end of November, like where are they at at that point? Are they still near the bottom? Then okay. But I think we need to see kind of the full load here of the guys uh, with a, a decent amount of games, not six before we conclude, well, they're going to be a turnover machine all season long. I think some of this comes with new territory. Yeah, no, I, 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 do, I do believe that you're kind of on the same page. And this is where the evaluation period stuff matters. And, and was and Chauncey, we're both very blunt today in the, yeah. Hey, listen, like there's, there's stuff we need to clean up. They, they, they weren't hiding behind any of it at all. Um, there's, there's very much some truth to some carelessness. And Ant has said, listen, I've got to tighten up my handle. 
Mm-hmm. I, I know that. And he also, I asked him about the difference between being out there without Dame now, like with Dame down, the difference between being on the floor with him and being like trying to figure that stuff out. And he said, yeah, against the Rockets, it felt more like last year because I just kind of knew and I have more opportunity to kind of find, pick and choose my spots. And I asked him about the rotation in the first quarter because he's got the CJ rotation to stagger both him and Dame. And particularly about the first quarter, because if you look at Ant's first quarter contributions, they're mm-hmm. not they're not a ton in the box score. And how do you kind of figure out, or how does he kind of figure out exactly when and where to pick his spots and how to make the right play and how to, because him and Dame, Dame brought Ant up this way, which is to slow play the beginning of the game. See mm-hmm. how opponents are going to play you. And if you've noticed before Dame went down, what was Dame doing earlier the last couple games? He was trying to put his foot down early. And I think that was a nod to Ant of, hey, even though I know like you need to find your rhythm, I'm going to get us going so that you can slow play, so they can see how they're you, – you get the feeling of how they're going to play you. Yeah. Because then I transitioned and asked him, like, what about fourth quarters? Like, once you've gone through three quarters and you know what they're going to do, and like he, he said, that's when it gets fun, man. Mm-hmm. He goes the fourth quarter. That's that's what I, that's what's fun, and he he went from just kind of like breaking this down to when I asked him about that. He's like, that's what this game's all about, and you could just see the like the smile and the kind of gleam in his eyes of like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's when like Dame and I are on the floor at the same time. And you got to worry about both of us, and we both know, you know, what you want to do and what you want to take away and what we can go to. Which, if you've looked at their games, what have they done? Third quarter into the fourth quarter, that's when that snowball starts rolling, man. Those third, yeah. those third quarters from hell that we've the seen. The twenty-two point fourth quarter, our third quarter from from Ann, yeah. man. Like you hit seventeen kind of in the, the other yeah. night. Like, it, yep, you're seeing these things happen. The these maturation processes happen in real time, and it's just very interesting that as good as they've been, five and one, there's still some very real problems. Sure. The turnovers are real problems. Absolutely. The uh, rebounding issues that popped mm-hmm. up against Miami, they got the crap kicked out of them on the glass. Well, that, 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 but see, that's not – it's hard for me to, like, really go, well, let's talk about the problem, right? Mm-hmm. I knew that was a problem. We all knew yeah. this was going to be a problem. Because of like, their lack of consistent size, yep. Well, they don't as have, as yeah, good they as don't Josh has been on the glass, yes. and he's been the best rebounding guard in the NBA by a yeah. substantial margin. But – but even with all that, they've played incredibly well without with those shortcomings, which, again, going back to that whole adjusting expectations thing, I'm not adjusting them yet, but these are the things that I'm looking for. If they clean up their transition play, mm-hmm. okay. If they clean up their turnovers, okay. Because the flip side of this is <clears throat> they've had some good three-point shooting nights, and some not-so-good three-point shooting nights. That's three-point variance. Mm-hmm. We have yet to see the game where they take care of the ball and shoot well. It's typically been one or the other. And yeah. even then, it's it's leaned more towards, hey, let's shoot a little bit better. So, uh, it's... I don't think it's shocking, or it shouldn't be shocking to anybody, excuse me, that... The Portland Trailblazers that features a backcourt of Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons is not struggling with offense. The next thing here, and this is, I've got a lot of different versions of like how much of the defense is, um, do you expect to kind of hang on? How much of the defense do you believe in? How much of the defense, that the defense, the defense, the defense? Because this was a big question. Yeah. So for you, through six games, how much of the defense are you buying? What is it, or what are the things that you've seen that you've liked? What are the things you've seen you haven't liked? Like, wh- yeah. Just kind of your overall sense of where things are now. How much are you buying and, and when kind of where would you go from there? Well, I, I mean, I think the defense, I mean, knowing that you got GP2 coming as well, I think that needs to be added here with some of the thought here. It, mm-hmm. It's like based on what we've seen, what I'm buying is the peskiness. Right. I, I'm, I'm buying kind of this swiping at all hands, all positions type unit that they have, like Josh, Jeremy, Ant, Dame, uh, Shaden. Sometimes like you've got do justice when he's out there. You got dudes that are always constantly swiping. 
what I think that you're always just going to be hampered with is you're just smaller than a lot of teams. So it's like, how much of the defense am I buying? It's, it's hard to gauge for me, Danny, truly the defense of this team. If one of their best defenders is not playing, like if you're buying that, they're not good, right? Let's just say you're, you're saying, eh, not very good. Mm-hmm. How do you recalibrate that opinion when they get a good defender back if their defense changes? Right? So to me, it's no different than turnovers. It's obviously some, at some points, and we saw this with Houston on the perimeter. We saw it obviously with Miami because dear God, they budgeted them. We saw this with Sacramento. Uh, although I thought they did a decent job defensively against Sacramento. LA did this a little bit. They're just not going to be great. I think they're going to be in right middle of the road. If you look at some of their defensive metrics, they're largely in that like 11 through 17 range anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, what do I make of the defense? It's, a, it's better than last year's. It's better than the year before. And I buy that it can actually improve once they get GP2 back, which I know might still be about a month away, but it's still something that I would say I would imagine gets better. And oh, by the way, even if your weakness is in the perimeter with Damon Ant defensively numbers-wise, I think some of what they've had step up. I think justice has been good. Jeremy's been good. Josh has been a bulldog. Mm-hmm. Shaden, Shaden's had moments where I've, I've kind of been like, uh, but again, he hasn't played and he's a rookie. He's going to learn. You throw Gary into that equation. I think they're going to be right where they need to be in terms of if they want to make the playoffs and they want to surpass expectation. What did we talk about in the offseason? Defense. Well, you don't want to be bottom seven. And I think right now it would suggest that they're playing above that level without one of their best defensive players. So I'm, I'm okay with where their defense is at. They're going to get beat some nights and other nights there's just going to be that scrappy bunch that outscores the hell out of you. So here's, what's interesting right now, the Blazers are one of the best isolation defensive teams in the NBA, which when you think about it, it tracks where do Damon Ant struggle the most defensively? Navigating pick and roll. Like that's that's been the thing. Is Dame strong enough to be on an island? Yeah. Is Ant shown that he's strong enough to be on an island? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I asked Ant how he felt his defense has been this year. And he goes, Listen, I know that when an opponent comes in and looks at us, they're not gonna go at Jeremy. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna go at Josh. They're not gonna they're gonna try to go at Nurk at sometimes, but you know, is that like we're going to b- drop him back and not allow that to happen. Dame's a vet and you're not going to really like, try to attack him just because he's strong. So I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that like I go into every game knowing that, that like they're going to try to hunt me on some possessions. He goes, they do that to everybody. You know, they're going to, they're going to try to find something as I think I've held up pretty well. Mm-hmm. He, goes, <laughs> he goes, you know, it was it three years ago. I had like the third worst defensive rating, you know, but, it's a team rating, you know, who, who's on the floor with me kind of a situation. Yeah. And now he's got guys around him and there's buy-in and there's a system that makes a little bit more sense as Nurk is dropping back a little bit more. We're not, we're not hedging and, and really blitzing with Yusuf Nurkic anymore. So, but I asked him, you know, like, do you feel like that opponents are coming in and on the scouting report, they're slapping your name up top as this is the guy to hunt. And he goes, no, not at all. He goes, I feel like, he's like, can I be better? Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, mm-hmm. I know, and I know I can. And that's what we're working at because it's not for, not for lack of effort, not for lack of right. like trying. And that's showing out in the video. Like uh, one of the things I'm working on, hopefully I'll have it done tomorrow. If not, I should have it done on Tuesday. Is the initial kind of run of like, here's what Damon Ant looked like in pick and rolls. Right. And you can see when they're good and you can see when they're not. Like it's pretty evident on, on those situations. But the efforts are there. Even if the execution is poor at times, the efforts are there. And Dame made a big deal about this the night before he got injured, the game before he got injured. He said, uh, I asked him about pre-switching with Ant on a play when he took on um, Jamal Murray in the, with the Nuggets. And I go, you know, on that pre-switch, we're going to happen there. And, and he's, he, the, the line he used was, you know, I'm going to be on, you, you know, we get called up to that. And I want to, I have to set the tempo. I have to set the cadence for us. We're going to get on that island, and we're going to see who's going to be about it. And it ain't going to be sweet. And the way he said it, there was this little bit of FU behind it. Not not to me, but like to like his opponents. It's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to be about it. And it wasn't fake. 
it's it's something that I thought was just very interesting, a, a change in dynamic that there's been real buy-in. Well, they're given a damn. I mean, that's mm-hmm. and, and and some of the numbers, by the way, like their three-point numbers defensively aren't amazing. Like they're twentieth in threes, they're fifteenth in corner threes. 16th in effective field goal percentage, but inside the arc, they're actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm looking at clean glass right here, just in the mid range, they're seventh, eighth and 11th. And I, I think it kind of just shows, look, can you clean it up on the perimeter a little bit more? Sure. But I, I think everything, what you're saying too, that, that, that goes with buy-in. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's just a group, man, that I, again, I think when they get GP two here, and that's the tough thing is we're still maybe 20 plus days away. I, I just think the tough thing is, truly evaluating and have an opinion on something that isn't complete. Yeah. Having, yeah. having GP next to Dame or Ant when they're on the floor is yep. going to be interesting. And what's been, again, interesting is that the Blazers really haven't had really fortuitous shooting luck or really bad shooting luck uh, for, for opponents. They're right, literally smack dab in the middle. Of the league, right in the middle. Yeah. Which lets you kind of believe in the defense mm-hmm. a little bit more. But because because of that, the fact that they're kind of in the middle, there isn't as much noise in the numbers so far. When you're when you're closer to the average, then you're not getting a, those those big distributions one way or the other. Or if you are, they're kind of canceling each other out night to night. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not necessarily something that I'm like I'm building off of, but it's something to keep in the back of mind. Like, okay, some of this stuff might be legit. There might be something real here to kind of go off of. That's that's kind of interesting as far as like where where that that falls yeah um i got a lot of questions uh to talking about trades i'm not really wanting to get into that stuff yet number one it's too early trades in what way uh you know what would a trade look like for josh hart or what would like would you trade for kevin durant blah blah blah. number one no right now (laughs) it doesn't make any sense because this team's not that close to like one piece away to do it we're trading for kevin durant or there's one in here for lebron and shout out evan he asked me he he asked asked about mo bamba because bamba's been (laughs) popping up and listen i a bull bulls looked like a revelation man it's amazing it's amazing what happens when you give a damn about basketball well, Denver's got to be pissed. Like, ah, oh, we couldn't quite get him to do that, could we? Yeah, um, I mean, they got him out of the weed in, in Denver, so. Which is ironic because Colorado has good weed. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. They got him out of there. They got him oh, in Orlando. Got him out of the weed. Th- yeah. th- th- nothing but dirt weed. Yeah, Florida has awful weed. <laughs> um, and I've never been there, but they do. I-, I got nothing on this, man. I just, we're already here. We're at <laughs> trades. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even looking at it like that. No, I, I know. Not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about people like, why are we even thinking that? We're six games into the season. And I know the Nets have been an utter disaster. I know the, the Lakers may or may not win their first game finally. But like, really? <laughs> we're, we're making big trades already? We're six games into the year. Can we breathe? I will say this. For all of the Josh Hart is playing so well, you can't trade him stuff. No, 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 guys. When somebody's playing well and they're not going to be a, a guy that you think is going to be on your team going forward because of the way you're developing guys, him playing really good is good for you because that drives the trade value up. Yes. Can we secure a top four seed to the trade deadline and then talk about yeah, this, please? Exactly. That's, and not only that, it's, it's kind of impossible right now to know what costs look like. When we get to Christmas, when we get to Christmas, I will, we will start diving into that very heavily because I will start making phone calls at that point. Yeah. Of like what teams are blowing it up, which way are they going, who's available, what are they looking for. Like that's when we'll start pivoting pretty hard to that and we'll know where the Blazers are at. Sure. I will say this. A five and one start does allow Portland a cushion. And uh today at practice, ask Chauncey, hey, what's up with Dame? Uh, how's he doing? He's like, oh, he's around, he's been in good treatment every day, he's doing good. And we said, Memphis? Because Dame was hinting very much at Memphis. <laughs> It felt like that when it first happened. Yes. Yeah. In the locker room, Dame was like the very not subtle of like, give me a week. Uh, Chauncey would ask, hey, ready to go for my Memphis? No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. And it wasn't like Dame's injured. It was more of a, we're not letting him play. Are you kidding me? We're not rushing this back. Yeah. Like, come on. And the feeling that I got was both Chauncey and the Blazers in, in general, which I will 
I'm going to throw Joe Cronin in this as well. Uh, even though I haven't talked to him about this specifically, because this felt like the way he framed it was very much a organizational thing of he's not playing until he's a hundred percent. Why would we play him if he's not a hundred percent? Yes. And that's not because Damian Lillard for nine and a half years. Sure. Played through everything. Cool. Well, we got a team that seems to be holding people more accountable to, Hey, we care about your long-term health here and how much you mean to this team. You know what? Who's to say they can't beat Memphis on Wednesday? I'm not throwing that out the window. I mean, we saw a lesser version of this team beat Memphis without Jaw. Uh, was Anthony Simons last year going absolutely? Yep. No, Jaw was in. Oh, sorry, that no, game. Giannis didn't Jaw? play in for the Bucks. That's who it was. Yeah, that was the game yeah. of the four game winning streak. Yep. But remember, they went to Memphis. No, you're right. In Memphis. Jaw, yep. And he outdueled him. He had that step yeah. side three that it was just unbelievable. And like, so I watched that game super high right after my surgery. I, I, I don't remember all of it. I think we watched that game together. No, we watched the Mil- No, the game before Milwaukee. Because the Memphis game... No, I- dude, I, I know. I was in my closet. I remember watching that game with you. You just were so high, you don't remember. Oh, well, then there you go. That's That'll happen. Yeah, because no, because that was the same day as the surgery. I remember coming lost home. And- it. You remember yeah. we lost it when he hit that sidestep? Yeah, and you're like, right. oh! Yeah, no, I was just very, very, very high on painkillers yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. in time. Percocets. <laughs> <laughs> but... The thing about this, about Damian Lillard not playing, which is a bummer because Dame has been tremendous and the data on Dame's performances so far seem to suggest that he's playing some of his best basketball of his career. Uh, his drive rate is up. His finishing rate is up. Like he's Dame normally finishes around 57% of his shots in and around the rim. He's finishing 71%. Now about that, that? That could be some, some noise, uh, early sample size. But I'm also comparing it to the tape, and he's been getting a lot of separation. I think he might have more burst than he's had in five years. There we go. That's so, what happens when you get healthy, man. Well, it, we'll see what that can kind of end up looking like. Um, but as far as what's going to happen here now, this is Shaden Sharp getting his national TV debut. The The Memphis Grizzlies game is the one ESPN game for the Trailblazers this year. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if things keep going – the Lakers get flexed out of some games and the Blazers get flexed in. <laughs> the windless LA Lakers, go ahead and celebrate that one. You really think they're going to flex LeBron out? Yes, because I think there's going to be a point where he sits down. Well, if that happens, then great. But if LeBron is playing, as much as it pains me to say this, like I just I don't think they'll ever do it. I think people love to watch even the misery of it. <sighs> I know. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm, I hope we'll I'm wrong, big guy. But I, I just I hate watching this team. And I feel like every other national game is the Lakers. And I'm like, great. I can't wait to watch. I think they have by 40. 43 national TV games across. How, all that, of that that's egregious. Yeah, no, that's, the, uh, that's just it's, egregious. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. Like, um, look at a roster for God's <laughs> sakes and tell yourself. Is go, that? Yeah, no, that's exactly what we want to watch. Um, but looking at things, Shady Sharp's going to get his national TV debut against uh, John and the Grizzlies. Yes, he is. Sign me up for that. It's pretty exciting, man. And I hope that he I hope he at least has the kind of game he did against Houston. Like that or better would be ideal. It's a big ask. Yeah. He's, he's gonna be taking on Desmond Bain. And that team, by the way, of all the teams, that's gonna be a shit talking team from the tip. Hey yep. Rook, you ready? Yep. Like Dylan Dylan Brooks is back on the floor. So yep. there's there's gonna be like here's the thing about what's coming up for Portland. They are going to be taking on teams. Memphis is a little bit different in this vein because their backup center, so to speak, is Steven Adams, who's still very much a dude. Yes. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of lean towards a, kind of what's coming up here. If the Blazers somehow win this game, and they are 6-1 and one before they go out on this road trip, which is a very tall ask, mm-hmm. they can afford to get punched in the face, which I everybody I've talked to seems to think that that road trip is going to punch them in the face. This is just a brutal brutal road trip yeah back to back uh i'm sorry not back to back but uh home and home um in phoenix one of one of those they call it the series games but deandre ayton is going to be out for both those games he's out with an ankle yep great timing for portland fantastic timing but you also have miami on this trip <laughs> well yeah and i look you you played pretty bad I think you can you can play better, but I I thought this going into the Miami game, that's just they're not a good matchup for them. Well, I I also pronounced Kyle Lowry dead, and yeah. he was not. 
I don't know if you're really that wrong, though. I listen. Bam was really effing. We we were talking about it in press row. Uh, I believe the phrase he looks. I, I said he's cooked, and I think somebody said Christmas ham. Yeah, it did not look good. And listen, I love I love the thick king Kyle Lowry, but he is 36 years old, and that is not a redemptive age in the no, NBA. Typically, no, not not at that position, especially. But this is what the Blazers have coming up: Memphis, mm-hmm. the oh, excuse me, it is a back to back Friday Saturday with the Suns. Yeah, it's. The Suns is back back Thursday, Friday. Yep. Then you get a day off for travel to Miami. And then a day off for travel and then Charlotte. Then a back-to-back Charlotte, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Then a day off for travel, Dallas. So they play November 4th against the Suns, and they end November 12th against the Mavericks. That's six games in eight days against an NBA Finals-capable team in the Suns. Or should we be a Western Conference Finals team in the Suns? I would say a couple Western Conference or Eastern Conference. I was, I was just to say a Miami Heat team that's a Conference Eastern Finals. Conference. Yep. The Pelicans, if healthy, are a Conference Finals type team, and we've already seen the Mavericks just last year yep. in the Conference Finals. Yep. The in the Hornets, regardless of how many guys are getting arrested on that team, they've somehow stumbled into won some games they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, I you know I think the Hornets is the game you'd circle and logically probably say you feel good about that one. And you hope the steal probably won off the Suns because you hope because almost nobody wins both these series games. It goes one way or the other, right? And there's the thing is, uh, they come in the chat just now. They could come back five and seven, and then what? Like, yeah, yeah. They like I I don't think that they're going to go to zero and six this trip, but. I said two and four. And they could. They could, though. It's possible. Yeah, right? no. It's not impossible. No, it's a brutal trip. And then, like, they're around that 500 mark. But this is what going five and one to start the season, why it's so important. It buys you some room. It buys you some room, and it buys Damian Lillard some time or anybody else who picks up a yeah. knock. They were very comfortable. The, the Rockets might be the worst team in the NBA. Legitimately. Yeah. But they're also like a feisty little dangerous They, they are. You know they, I mean? They're just as likely to score 80 as they are 140. Absolutely. Like, there's just so much volatility in their roster because they're so young. Jalen Green was a non-factor. And this is a mm-hmm. guy who, who was an absolute monster in, like, the first three games of the season. You look at just kind of where they're at in this. If they go 3-3 three and three on this trip, it is a win. Yep. It is a win. If they come Would you home, say 2-4? Two 2-4 and, four? Two and four was probably like, mm, that's not bad. You're not mad about it. You're you you, you honestly you shouldn't be looking at that. That's a brutal schedule. It, it it really is. And let's say they go. Let's 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 give them the Memphis game. Let's say they go out on this trip six and one, and they come back, and they are eight and five. If I t- showed you those first thirteen games, and I said the Portland Trailblazers were eight and five, how many people in here are not taking that? Oh, I would have called you crazy. Are you kidding me? You probably would have said five and eight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what that coin toss luck means for you. Mm -hmm. So getting those in their pocket early are huge. Huge, 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 huge. Um, Anything else you got? No, I think so far, I think we covered everything that's happened so far. Uh, Just... Really looking forward to Wednesday's game. I I can't wait for it. I'm I'm aiming. I don't want to spoil anything here, but we might have a guest Monday or Tuesday. I'll have to connect with you on the side about that. But there could be a good guest for two Monday, Tuesday. So oh. fingers oh. crossed on that. Yeah. This is this is the nice part about having four straight days off. Yes. Uh, speaking of upcoming guests, uh, Corey Jez will be coming up on the show. Uh, I've already reached out to the Blazers, and he's going to hop on. Wait, when do you have him? Uh, we haven't booked, we haven't booked the day yet. Oh, okay, I have the Jezzer on Wednesday on the radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you grabbed him. Okay. Well, I didn't know we did. I we need to. I guess I should touch base with you more often. But it's okay. <laughs> this, I this is what happens. With the Jezzer. Listen, this is this is what happens when you work in the mornings and I work in the afternoons. I want Jez all over my screen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, him and I have been talking back and forth just about some just stuff in general and um, the broadcast. I, I, I genuinely think that it is a good thing the Blazers are doing this. I think it's a very good resource to have. I think there are 
obviously there's some clunkiness to it, but, but I think they're we, working out. Yeah. But, but some of this, I mean, that comes with feel out, man. It's no different than this team having turnovers, right? Maybe it's a huge cause for concern, but let's let them gel a little bit before mm-hmm. we conclude that it's this or it's that I, I like getting the stats, quite frankly. Like, I love that he cops on and, and gives us what he gives us. The thing that I want to have happen is I want fans to be smarter. Yeah. The, the NBA does a piss poor job of making their fans smarter. The NFL does the best job that exists out there. We spend too much time talking about idiots like Kyrie and what they're posting and how stupid they are as opposed to the actual basketball. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, anytime we get to talk about the actual basketball stuff, that's what I, that's what, I have I have told the coaches and the players. Listen, I don't want to ask non basketball questions. I don't want to ask if you to elaborate about what you said on Twitter. Yeah, it's not what I want to do. I want to, I want to ask basketball questions over and over. And over. I want to talk about the game. I want to be smart about the game. I want to help everybody else come closer to the game, understand the game more. Mm-hmm. And Corey brings a unique oper- or a unique lens to watch that game through, working as an analytics director for teams. Yeah. Like for those that don't know, that's where he came from. So uh, I guess we'll wrap it up here uh, with this because I, I got a few versions of this and anybody who didn't catch it on the beginning, um, the campaign to get Shaden in the dunk contest. I asked him in the scrum, have you thought about it? And he's like, I don't really know. Then I asked him again, like, but what if they were looking at you? And he's like, oh, well, maybe. As we were walking out off camera, I said, uh, you know, Anthony, when he was young, said the same thing. Wasn't really, I don't know, was kind of shy about it. And I go, there was a practice in year two where apparently nobody on the team knew he had any bounce whatsoever. And you remember the video when they're out Mm -hmm. on the road and he just put on a dunk show that his own teammates were blown away by. Like, he has this kind of bounce? Uh, Ant has already said that um, Shaden has surpassed him as far as the, the elite bunnies on the team, which is saying something considering the athlete that he is. Shane was almost guaranteed to be there for the Rising Stars game. I would very much expect to see a dunk contest offer put out there for Shane. So they're usually, and I don't mean to make this sound disparaging, although it might come across the way. And again, I don't mean for it to. It's the they young kinda, guys. Yeah, they're, they, they can't get the broad. They can't. Zion, yeah, like, Jaw, Jaw. Listen, just, that would be put Jaw and Shaden in this, and like literally just let everybody else. I, I don't. I wouldn't care about anybody else. Put Zion in it too, by the way. I would too, I mean, but he has. He only. He's like Brandon Roy at this point, where he only has so many dunks left in his body. I I, I know, but Shaden is kind of right up the alley, is what mm-hmm. I'm getting at yes. here. Maybe they go back to the Obi Toppin well, see if he's interested. Right, in listen, it. he he he's already had a couple. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'd like to see him double dip for the first time since like the 80s yeah. when they had Jerome and Clyde. Go Ant and Shaden. Ooh. It's happened before. Let, let, let's be honest. Like they could have three guys on this team could go. Ant, Greg, and Shaden. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, sure. Greg literally just East Bay in a freaking and game And got in again. trouble for it. <laughs> stop, doing, stop being so damn athletic. He didn't know. He didn't realize there was only a few seconds left. He... <laughs> He's a hungry dog, man. He's a hungry oh, dog. But uh, if you're out there, uh, get the hashtag going. Let Shaden dunk. Hashtag let, say, let Shaden dunk. Get it going. Uh, let the NBA notice that it's out there uh, if you want to see it happen. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, hopefully I'll have the video done either Monday or, hopefully, or Tuesday at the latest. It depends on I got a bunch of family stuff tomorrow. So um, we'll be back at it. Uh, let's see. Thursday for the actual show, uh, for the live show. And then on the road trip, remember, all of the road games, all of the road games will be a part of the watch party. So uh, if you want to take part in that, go ahead and head over and subscribe to the YouTube and then join the YouTube channel and you'll be on the list and bloop, you'll get right in, no issues. Uh, other than that, I think we're good. You got anything else? No, I think we touched everything. All right, cool. Uh, thank you all so, so, so very much. If you want to find us? Uh, you can find us at Danny Moring, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's across the social media on Twitter. Uh, email the show, jacksramsey's at gmail.com. Like, rate, review. Help us grow the show. If you're a podcast listener, share us with your friends, share us with your family. Let them know where they can find us. If you're watching here on YouTube, again, click subscribe. Help us grow the show. Beat the almighty algorithm. Uh, other than that, uh, we will make the announcements on when we have some guests actually solidly booked, and then we will kind of go from there. 
Uh, until then, everybody have a happy and safe Halloween. Uh, we will catch you back uh, Thursday for the live show. We might have uh, some guests in between. If not, I will uh, probably touch back with you guys on Wednesday uh, for the uh, post-game shows that I've been doing when I'm going to get home at midnight because I'm a lunatic and I don't have to work until noon. So that's why this works. <laughs> uh, other than that, you guys take care. Have a wonderful night. We'll talk soon. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com